This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love The 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Today, we have a very special guest. Please welcome Zach Faulkner Barfield. Zach is the gentleman entrepreneur. He's the co-founder of The Perfect Gentleman, Dazzle Media, and The Suited Chef. He's been an entrepreneur since he was 19 years old, setting up 15 businesses of his own. He's also been involved in the startup of 25 businesses across eight different industry sectors. He's written books and plays. He's performed on many stages and has done stand-up comedy. Zach's mission is to help men find the best version of themselves. He teaches them skills to make them the modern gentleman. Zach, it's so great to have you here on Learned It From An 80s Song. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you very much for having me, Patricia. Thank you so much. Well, uh, this is the first of all, I need to comment on, Zach, what you're wearing because uh, you look fantastic. And for those of you on, you, when you get to see this on YouTube, you'll see he has the most amazing colored tie and pocket square looking like the perfect gentleman right now. Thank you very much. Well, I, I do my best. I do my best. And one, one, has to, one has to keep standards. One has to keep standards these days. Absolutely. In, in absolutely. It's bad dressing. I shall refer to it as bad dressing. Bad dressing. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you are bringing it today and I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, you're looking delightful as well. I like the pink and blue combination. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. I had to, I had to bring it because I knew you were going to, you were going to be donning an amazing outfit. So I'm like, I'm putting on a dress for this podcast today. <laughs> oh, well, I greatly appreciate it. <laughs> so this is the part of the show where we have the big reveal as to what song, or in this case, songs best resonate with the story you're going to tell us today. Can I get a drum roll, please? <laughs> Zach, what songs best resonate with the stories you're going to tell us today? Well, yeah, as you said, Patricia, I, I um I, I couldn't choose one. I'm an eighties child, right? And yes. Eighties means when you said this and you asked me, I was like, oh my God, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I had thousands and thousands and thousands of think thoughts. Uh, and and I just had no idea. And then I sort of went, Well, I've got to think about the story, right? So yes. then I was thinking, right, there's two songs that resonate with me, particularly for this story. And the first one is Robert Palmer's Looking for Clues. Yes. Um, which is a, 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 the legendary Robert Palmer, who sadly left us far too early, an amazing yeah. artist and, and amazing. a great performer. And then the second one, which is an 80s icon, is Pat Benatar. And it was from a soundtrack, um, and it's called Some Guys, uh, Sometimes the Good Guys Finish First. And it was from a movie called The Secret of My Success. 
And I, I'm a big Pat Benatar fan in the 80s. And so this was the, the tune that resonated with me. Wow. You picked some amazing songs and you went a little deeper into the 80s. You know, these weren't obvious picks. And I appreciate you going a little bit uh, deeper into the archives of the 80s music. And, <laughs> you know, R Robert Palmer, absolutely iconic. And the song came out in 19, uh, was released in 1980. And it was the uh, second single uh, from his sixth album, which is unbelievable, uh, Clues. And, um, and it was written and produced by uh, Robert Palmer. In addition to that, it reached number 33 on the UK charts. So there you have it. Now, Secret of My Success, amazing, amazing movie uh, with Michael J. Fox. I mean, we can't talk about the 80s without Michael J. Fox in it. And, uh, you know, and, and then, of course, about the song Pat Benatar, she is the 80s. And uh, I just love the message in that song. And you'll talk more about this uh, as we go. But here's something really fascinating. And I, as I was doing my little deep dive into looking at these songs and listening to them, I learned that from Wikipedia, thank you, Wikipedia, in 2020, a musical was going to be based on this film, The Secret of My Success. And uh, it was going to take place in, I believe it was Chicago. And what had happened was they were set to premiere uh, in 2020. And then as it turned out, they had to shut it down. So it was going to be its world premiere pre-Broadway tryout. Uh, and it was at the Paramount Theater, actually. And... Um, Anyway, that's it's just unfortunate that uh, you know that occurred, but it was supposed to be February twenty first through March twenty ninth of twenty twenty, and um, and it was the Illinois governor, you know, had obviously had to shut it down. So it would have been an amazing show to see. That's gotcha. for sure. I, I, I'm like, I didn't know that, and I know them. I know they're doing a lot of um, uh, making eighties. Uh, uh, movies into mm -hmm. to musicals, musicals. Um, yes. and I, I, I think that would have been brilliant. I mean, Secret of My Success is one of those movies that if you if you were in the eighties, you would have watched it. If you didn't grow up in the eighties, you have no idea about it. I think exactly, because I mean, it was so big in the eighties because of Michael J. Fox. And yet, yes. you know, if you were not uh, grew up in the eighties, you didn't watch all those eighties movies. You would just go, Matt, who? What? Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future, and that's kind of about it for the eighties. Yes. I mean, yes. but he was a. He was such a prolific actor in those days. I mean, unbelievable. Teen Wolf, of course, and Family Ties. Family Ties, yeah. Which, which, of course, in the UK wasn't that big, so mm -hmm. we didn't have it so much in the UK. He was more movie star for the UK, but yeah. So Family Ties, but all that, all of that sort of stuff. And then I remember oh, Bright Lights, Big City, which is another oh, yeah. late early nineties movie he yes. starred in. Wow, that's really fascinating. Yeah, Michael J. Fox is amazing and um, was such such a great actor. And from what I hear, really good guy. And he does a lot for Parkinson's. Um, yeah, I know yeah. that. I mean, huge amounts of Parkinson's and so tragic that he suffered from this, this horrible, deliberating disease. Yes. Um, and just, just such a lovely actor and a, and a great comic timing. I mean, he makes it look so effortless, which is really hard in comedy. Mm -hmm. right? Make that sort of good guy, effortless charm yeah. come across is, is beautiful yes. but yeah so michael j fox fantastic secret of my success actually a really good movie catch it it's on catch I it, it. yeah I, I, I saw it again i think it was on amazon prime or one of the one of the streaming services and that's i saw that's it great. probably about what during lockdown i watched it again during lockdown 
That's fantastic. And also, sorry, sidebar, another song that appeared in Secret of My Success was a song called um, Oh Yeah by Yellow. Do you remember the band mm. Yellow? Mm-hmm. So that song appeared in so many movies. So it was like, it appeared, I think, in six movies at the, during the 80s. Wow. Um, and, and it was because Yellow became this really sort of go-to yes. background track, like... Um, uh, I'm sorry, big music geek, especially 80s music geek, like Tangerine Dream. Do you remember yes, Tangerine I know Dream? Tangerine Dream. Yes. From Risky Business and all that sort yes. of stuff. They sort of did a load of the sort of into the background music for a lot of movies. Yes. So, yeah. So, Yellow became sort of the, the second run for that. Yeah, very good. Sidebar. So, yes, <laughs> well, we, we could continue to talk all about um, 80s song and these amazing movies and, um, and, and soundtracks and Pat Benatar, the whole nine yards. Pat we want to hear what an 80s, what an 80s uh, hero. Yes, exactly. What I'd love to hear uh, is your story uh, that that uh, resonates with the with the songs that you chose. So, well, let's take a dive back. So, I um, I was born in 1972, and um, I was diagnosed with asthma uh, when I was three months old, mm-hmm. um, but not like that. Uh, easy asthma, as I would refer to it, really bad asthma. And certainly not the drugs that we have today for asthma. There wasn't that, that level of, of drugs. So I spent probably about conservatively 70% of my life till I was about 10 years old, either in hospital or certainly bedridden Wow. Um, because of the asthma. And I spent months and months and months in an oxygen tent I spent months and months and months intubated, which now we know thanks to COVID what that means, which is basically yes. tubes in your nose to help you breathe. I, you know, and I was, I was a very sick child. You know, mm. I, my mum used to sort of, you know, middle of the night drag me to you know, Great Ormond Street, which is a famous children's hospital here in London. Mm. And, you know, literally the porters knew her by sight and just waved her into the, into the ward because, um, you know, that was how bad I was all the time. Wow. So, so off the back of that, and, and um, two things occurred. One is the fact that I, you know, I didn't go to school till I was pretty much 10. Mm. Didn't really go to school. Um, and in those days, no internet, no television, because the television was basically in the, in the one, there was a special room for television in the hospitals in those days. You know, yes. you didn't have televisions at the end of your bed or anything like that now. And I couldn't go watch it. So all I did was read. So I, I, I basically read. And then when I was at home, I watched movies, um, lots of movies. My mum was a big movie, movie fan. So that's kind of where my education came from. Um, and my uh, uh, father left when I was four. Mm. Uh, well, rather, my mum kicked him out when I was four. Um, and uh, um, so I had no male influences in my life. So most of my male influences came from literature and, and movies. And the reason I'm telling you all this brings to the next bit, yeah, which is the more important bit for the story and also for the music. I uh, was, so I didn't have any social interaction skills. You know, I didn't know social skills was not very good. Social intelligence was not great. Mm-hmm. It's okay. So I've had some innate one, but, but I wasn't great because I didn't know what to do. And I, I, you know, I was a kid at school who was incredibly skinny. It's hard to think about that now. Incredibly pale, you know, the kid in the corner. And, mm. you know, kids are cruel. So they yes. made fun of you. And, you know, I used to get bullied and picked on and made fun of and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I couldn't do any sport. So because that was kind of the bottom, I couldn't do that. And, uh, you know, so it was just really difficult. 
And it's yes. really difficult for a 12 year old, you know, 10 to 12 year old dealing with this stuff. Um, and my mum was, you know, a, a single mum with two jobs and, and me, a sick yeah. kid, and then my younger brother. It's very right. Hard. So, you know, uh, I remember very clearly, I think I was about 12. Mm-hmm. And I had a particularly bad day. And I remember sitting on um, the windowsill, the window ledge of the house that we lived in on my bedroom, which was on the fourth floor. And I had, um, I had bad thoughts, but thoughts that you shouldn't have when you're 12 and yeah. thoughts you shouldn't have at any time, really, but certainly right. when you're 12, um, you know, who will miss me? Why, yes. why, why am I here? You know, yes. maybe I should have gone earlier that, you know, the Asperger's, you know, should have mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And I sat there all pretty much all night till about four o'clock in the morning, five, five o'clock in the morning when the sun rose because it was summer and I got off the windowsill. I had a moment of clarity and epiphany. I kind of realized that I could control myself. Mm-hmm. So I got off the windowsill, went into my bedroom and I stood in front of a mirror, uh, a floor to ceiling length, a full length mm-hmm. mirror, which I still have to this day. It still uh-huh. sits in my bedroom. And I said a bunch of phrases to myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't know at that time it was sort of positive psychology. It was affirmations. I didn't yes. know, didn't know those things, those right. terms that I know now. I didn't know them then. I just stood in front of the mirror and said, well, I am confident. I am, you know, yeah. I just sort of uh, listed 19 things that I wanted to be. Wow. And I did that in the morning. I did that the same thing in the evening. And I did that every day till I was 21. And Life didn't change immediately, you know, it didn't go overnight, yes. but it started to change. And that the affirmation started to hit into the subconscious. You know, what you say about yourself is really important. How you describe yourself is really important. The words you move, choose are really important. And a couple of things changed. I mean, I was reading a lot, but I kind of really, my curiosity was sparked at that point. And I just kind of went, I want knowledge. I want stuff. So I yes. started reading books that, you know, 12-year-olds don't generally read. I started reading personal development books. I started reading psychology wow. books. I started reading, you know, anything I could get my little grubby little paws on. And at the same time, you know, my male influences were, um, I sort of wanted male influences. So I went after people I admired. So um, many of your listeners will have no idea who I'm talking about, but I'm going to list three people who I admired at the time for my male role models. Mm-hmm. And one was a gentleman called Danny Kay, mm-hmm. uh, who is a, a very famous uh, polymath in the 30s, 40s, 50s, early 60s. Then was an actor called David Niven, who was a very famous British actor. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was a gentleman called Sir Peter Ustinov. And uh, Peter Ustinov was, again, was another polymath, uh, actor, director, writer, composer. Wow. And, and I, I sort of chose them as my role models, partly because they were incredibly curious people. They're incredibly smart and uh, polymathic people, you know, multi-talented people, and part because of their, their manners, their consideration, their kindness. I mean, David Niven is held up to this day as an exemplar of being a perfect gentleman. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, one of my favorite stories about um, David Niven was actually at his funeral. The porters, so the guys used to carry the luggage around at Heathrow back in the day when you yes. did do that. They sent the largest wreath to his funeral. Wow. And they said that never has a truer gentleman walked through the halls of Heathrow Airport. Wow. So if wow. you imagine the, the porters got together and gave money to this, the, the, I mean, that, that kind of blows that. your mind. So that's where kind of my things, and I, and I, and I started to embody the, you know, I wanted to be 
true to those values. You know, I wanted to be true to that that thing of being good, you know, morally true, you know, the, the gentlemanly values. I didn't really articulate it till much later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but that's kind of was in my head. And also this level of curiosity. I just wanted knowledge. Still yeah. to this day, I always want knowledge. I'm 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 the worst person in the world. If you give me a subject that I don't know, I will sit there for like two hours going through Wikipedia and then Google and then right. my books on it. You know, my Amazon list will suddenly have 20 books on this particular topic. And I'm I'm like, <laughs> hmm, I must know more. You know? <laughs> And I think the internet's the worst thing for people like me because I'm just like yeah. straight down the, the rabbit hole, rabbit of, hole. <laughs> of, of knowledge. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. So, and, and that's kind of what changed. And, and, and I, I really sort of came into my own. I mean, I'm not saying there's lots of other things didn't happen, but that kind of was the, I would say, the main building block of my life and the main building block of everything else that's come over that. And I think it was probably about only maybe six years ago that I kind of realized that was the, the turning point. The turning point for you. And that you still have your mirror. I still have a mirror. Uh, it sits in my room. I mean, it sits in my bedroom. It, was, it comes with me everywhere. It's been a, it's little, it's a couple of nicks on it now, but it's like the, one of the most precious things I have. I have, <laughs> I tell you, it has stickers on it from when I was you know, oh. 12 or 13. So it's like, there's a couple of like really weird stickers on it that I'm like going, <laughs> First off, thank you for sharing your story. And what an incredible, what a fighter you were. I just imagined you, you know, you know, in those tents and and having to, you know, having asthma uh, to that severe level of asthma and uh, managing that as a young child and, um, and just what a fighter you are. And, and then, you know, having that pivotal moment at 12 after, you know, kids are cruel and I'm raising a 12 year old right now. And boy, oh boy, it's not easy, you know, for young gentlemen at 12, no. right? It's, it's, ju- it's just not, especially if you um, are a nice guy, which I know you're going to talk a little bit about uh, nice guys finishing first, but, uh, or good guys finish first, right? Good guys, not uh, nice guys. We're, we're, nice we're guys, but good guys, good nice. but good yeah. guys. Exactly. Nice and good are very different. We'll, we'll share it. We'll, uh, <laughs> we can t- hash that out later as well, but. As a youngster, what a, you know, uh, and being a good guy, and um, among the middle school as we we have it, he, you know, in the U- U.S., it was called middle school, and um, uh, the challenges that that brings, and having that here you are had that tough, tough, you know, medical issues, getting bullied. You had that pivotal moment on the ledge there, and you watch the sunset and. Like how incredible that perseverance or that you sat on that ledge for all of that time until the sun came up. And that's a long time for a 12-year-old. You know, like time for us is way different than I remember trying to sit through mass for an hour and I felt like it was like, you know, an eternity, right? And so, but to have that time up on the ledge until the sun came up and then there you jumped off, got in front of your mirror and started an affirmation, you know, incredible and really incredible. Well, I tell you the one secret, the, 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 the trick, but I had no choice to be patient because mm-hmm. hospitals are hurry up and wait, right? Yes. So, you know, you know, I would spend hours just doing nothing in hospital. So you have to learn to be patient and have time. And, and I still, to this day, there's lots of weird things that I have because of my hospitalization institutionalism. Yes. And I'm the most patient person. I just let things go because, wow. 
because I, you know, and I'm always the same. Whenever anyone goes, oh, I'm going to hospital, I go bring a book. Mm-hmm. You know, don't use your mobile phone. Just bring a book, read, mm-hmm. bring yourself. You know, because you're going to wait for three, two, three, four, five hours of a hospital. Yes. So bring a book. Yes. Wow. I, I, yeah. And I just, I mean, I just, I can already. We're going to talk about strengths in a little bit, but I can already see them all popping through uh, in your yeah. story, and it's it's unbelievable. Um, and I love the, the people that you chose as your role models and you picked a, a nice package. If only we could, you know, pick our, you know, pick our role models and you pick three amazing ones, which heavily have influenced your, your entrepreneurship and your business and who you are to this day. Yeah, very much so. I mean, very much so. And, and, and you know, I mean, most people won't know any of them. I mean, that's the, mm-hmm. the interesting thing. But Danny Kay, so Danny Kay was a, um, a, a performer, a composer, a, a, a writer, a comedian. But most interestingly, for most for everyone out there listening to this, the one thing which I love about Danny Kay, so Danny Kay was the first ever UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so he was the first ever UNICEF Goodwill. Now UNICEF Goodwill Ambassadors are everywhere, right? Everyone's yeah. a UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador. But he was the first ever one. Uh, and then... Peter Ustinov, my third choice, was the second one. And then Audrey Hepburn was the third one. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that, that was the first three goodwill ambassadors. Wow. You know, and, and, and you talk about good integrity people, you know, can't get much. I mean, there is some controversy about Peter Ustinov, but that was more about his father than him mm-hmm. and, and of the day. But, you know. Right, right. But just the altruism that they had in wanting to t- use their power for good, you oh, know, gotcha. and it's, yeah. And the value yeah. system behind it, it's, uh, exactly. very, Being very good, good. Guy, you know, absolutely. So in looking at the music, um, and the songs that you chose, how do you link those together? So, so I was, I, I'm, a, I'm a big, I love music. It's one of the things I really love. Um, I have the most eclectic music taste. I think I know, um, of, because uh, I'll listen to pretty much anything. And I, the one thing, the joy of my life now is Spotify's um, recommendation lists. Yes. Yeah, because I go, oh, I, that's interesting. You know, Because I, also I must confuse the Spotify algorithm <laughs> completely. Because I'm like, one day I'm listening to, you know, jazz. And yeah. then the other day I'm listening to Afrobeat. And then the next yeah. day I'm listening to sort of 80s classics. And then I'm, you know. Um, yes. The only things I don't listen to are real hardcore dance music because that's not my thing. Yes, and modern rap. I find modern rap a bit repetitive for me. Yeah, but um, but apart, you know, and I do love that. So I love music. And and when you <laughs> asked this, I was like, okay, I've got to think. So I was thinking about the story, and and I was thinking, right, okay, what what is the most important thing? So Robert Palmer, another another good man, another good gentleman, a really interesting man, fascinating uh, character. Not always perfect, and that's the whole point. You know, you're not, yeah. not always perfect, but but he was a, a good man, um, and I loved his music. And looking for key clues always resonated with me because it was kind of one of those things of like just always keep searching, right? Always keep learning, always keep the knowledge going. I mean, I, I'm you know one of the things I always say to the people I teach, the people I lecture, the people I engage with, I always say just keep knowledge going. Mm-hmm. Don't stop learning. I'm always learning. I'm always learning new stuff. And I, you know, I'm 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 50 now, and I, that stale level of knowledge just yes, still there, right? I want to yes. learn more. I want to learn more. 
uh, you know, I, I don't want, I don't, I'm not formal learner, so I don't mm-hmm. care about degrees or diplomas or stuff like that, but right. just the acquisition of knowledge, right? Just more yes. knowledge. Just give me information. And then what happens is you get cross-fertilization, right? So if you learn something about here and then you learn something over here and you kind of go, oh, actually, those two things are actually linked, even though they don't seem to be linked in the first part. part. Right, right. And, and then that sparks another bit of conversation, right? Yes. I, I always think that why well, I picked polymaths, so people who are multi-talented in different f- fields, yes. is because those are, the, those are the people that actually spark the great ideas of life, mm-hmm. right? So Isaac Newton, Leonardo da Vinci, these guys are just polymaths. They're people who have multiple in- interests. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's the key thing. So looking for clues, Robert Palmer, good person, great song. But just the underlying thing is just always keep looking for clues, looking for clues for life, looking for clues for things. And then sometimes the good guys finish first. Well, I think that's a really interesting thing, right? So we have this thing now where I'm a big believer in being a a good guy is actually the thing you should do, right? Mm -hmm. And, And that's the whole basis of the company, The Perfect Gentleman, that I run. And it's about, you know, and there's a very big difference between being what people call the nice guy in inverted commas. I'm sort of air right. commas at the moment for those who are yes. listening. And the, and the good guy, right? There's, mm. there's very different things. Because people see nice guys are those who are walked over, they're too kind, they're too considerate. And to, a, to an extent, that's true, right? But there's a difference between a nice guy and a good guy. And a good mm. guy is someone who is a man, so mm. a masculine in that sense of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a person, sorry, should I say these days? Uh, and also, but masculine has masculine energy, but also has the energy of, of respect and kindness and consideration and thought and romance and and more uh, softer um, skill sets. Yes, yeah. So the, 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 the great idea of the warrior poet, right, is yeah. someone who can defend the village but also write great poetry, right? You know, and that, that's yes. kind of the the underlying instance of what a gentleman is: the gentle man, the gentilis om. You know the the the, yes. the the man energy and the gentle energy, mm. um, the ma- sort of masculine energy, and marrying the two and keeping those in balance. Because I think what we forget is that balance is key, right? You want mm-hmm. both energies in balance makes you a whole person. Yes. Whereas if you are kind of overrun on hardcore masculine energy, mm-hmm. then you know it's aggressive it's and. Uh, Yes. And then yeah. or you're overrun on a, a soft energy, then you're yes. going to be walked over and so on and so forth. So right. that, that's kind of the balance. And that's true for both genders or any gender, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's not, mm-hmm. not a gender specific thing. And that's what people get confused about when I talk about the gentleman. I'm not talking about gender specific roles. I'm talking about harmony. Yes. The gender. Yes. And balance. like you And balance and being able to do all of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we forget that, in this certainly in this commercialized, capitalistic, very aggressive driven world. Yes. But we have to change the narrative and make it about good guys finishing first. Mm-hmm. Right. And and that attitude of like, yeah, they do finish first. Not everyone has to be, excuse my language, an a-hole to get ahead. You can be a good person and get ahead. You can be a good individual and get ahead. You can be moralistic and true. Uh, and I think one of the things that that human beings suffer from is when they see that somebody who's like that or supposedly like that isn't like that and then they go well that's just everyone's like that again so it reinforces right. bad you know that aggressive yeah i have to take 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 
Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole raft of conversation we could have about that. But yes. that, that's kind of where it came from. And I just kind of that for that song, Pat Benatar as, as a legendary 80s singer. But that song really resonated with me for like going, yeah, sometimes the good guys do finish first. And yes, they should. And, you know, it's about that kind of attitude of like, yeah, okay, you just have to stick by your principles. Absolutely. And you have to stick by your 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 honor code and your belief system and and you know and then obey the golden rule, right? Which is right. the the golden rule. Uh 23 religions have the golden rule as one of yes. their tenets. Yeah. Which is, you know, do unto others as you wish to be done unto yourself. hundred percent. Yeah. No. That's amazing. And bringing that value system, like you said, you know, into it and the, and the balance between the two. And, and I, I'd love to hear and talk, tell us a little bit about how you use, how this is your business and how you use this. Can you describe to the audience that? Sure. Sure. Um, so uh, one of, well, so, so my, one of my main businesses is a company called The Perfect Gentleman. Um, and it's, it's basically... I kind of describe it as, as you know, making the, man, the world a more gentlemanly place one mm-hmm. man at a time. And I specifically focus on men. And the reason I specifically focus on men, and I know we're having a whole gender debate at the moment, but let's just, yeah, look, I use it's men fine. in its well, we're going to keep it like gender, that gender, yes. gender, gender term uh, right. for use of language is because I find men are underserved and men have more problems. Mm-hmm. Women have less uh, um, have less advantage because of their gender and uh, all that sort of stuff. Right. But men have more problems, and the problems with men are uh, a lack of identity. Yeah. Uh, in a very changing world, they don't know what to do, and a lot of the problems we see are from a lack of moral codes, a lack of uh, identity, a lack of role models. Role models. No, the role models are not. You know, they're either rappers who are talking horrible stuff about you know i mean it's, it's not all yes. rappers but you know what i mean it's, it's yes. kind of very aggressive non-balanced attitudes right uh, you know capitalistic i want to make money right okay well, right. why do you, yeah i want to be rich well, why do you want to be rich you know it's yeah. those kind of things is that you don't get the underlying reason for it and it's just because i want to have the have it and be that male aggressive yes. dominating energy um, and so I basically looked around the world and realized that there were nobody teaching men skills and there was no framework for men to chat to each other about things like this mm-hmm. without being laughed at yes. or, uh, or derided or, you know, where do you go to find information as a man about particular things? It's either. Ver- so for example, I'll give you an example. If you, and this is, uh, yeah, I know it's gender, very gender delineated in today's world. It's a bit weird, but there we go. But, you know, as a group of ladies or women, you would talk to each other about situations, yeah. right? You would have a friend group that you would go, oh, I went on this date last night, or I went out and I, and I did this, and oh, he said this, and you chat about it, right? Or how was the date, blah, blah, blah. Men, the following conversation takes place. Did you go out last night? Yeah. Did you have a good time? Oh, yeah. That's it. Right. There's right. no other conversation around, that, yes. right? There's no other like, did you feel emotionally, in, you know, yeah. did you like it? Did <laughs> yeah. you engage with the person? Was she a nice, right. he a person, nice person? You know, yeah. there's nothing else around that. It's very. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, men suffer from that. So, so mm-hmm. we kind of, what we're trying to do is wrap up the 
internal learning with the external learning. External, yeah. So so men, most men have no idea how to dress, right? Mm -hmm. They just follow whatever role model or what their partner purchases for them, or they don't have an idea about (laughs) how to pick suits or ties or uh, or jackets or trousers, what fits or what doesn't fit. Right. What looks good for them, you know, um, and then they don't know how to go on a date put a profile out there mm-hmm. or, you know, I have this, um, some young students uh, of mine say, um, Oh, you know, how do you pick up women? And I go, no, 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 stop. Let's stop yes. that now. Right. 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 <clears throat> you know, it's not about picking up women. That's conquest. Yes. Yes. It's yes. about developing a relationship. Right. With a person. And it's that kind of thing of, of, of you've got to build a relationship and there's no, there's not a line. Right. There's not like yeah. one trick line that's going to work. Right. Right. You know, you can use psychology to manipulate people, but then the footing of that relationship is bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't matter whether it's a, uh, an intimate relationship or a work relationship. If you manipulate people from the start, the foundations are rocky and you're going right. to get it wrong. Yes. So, but it's a framework. It's a, it's a way to teach romance, to teach style, to teach mental leadership skills too it sounds like leadership skills all of that sort of stuff wrapped Mm -hmm. up in a sort of pretty package Mm -hmm. that's amazing i love that you um you know and you can see so much of your story coming through and then also how necessary how necessary it is to have this now especially and i think Mm -hmm. that you know i think you're absolutely right on watching roles change i've seen them change as far as you know, with men throughout the years, chivalry, you know, like the, the discussion around chivalry, when to be chivalrous and when not, you know, when, you know, like all those questions like, oh, it's like, like we could sit here and, 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 and talk about for this forever. But it, it, let me just give you an example. So when I was, I was working at a juvenile detention center and we were coming in with lawyers and what, you know, I was a therapist. So we were coming in together, and this was in Mobile, Alabama, okay? So we're all coming together in this meeting, and I was a young professional, very, you know, and I needed to prove myself as a, as a woman and being in this environment and all of that. Well, when I walked in, this Southern gentleman next to me pulls my chair out to before I sat down. And Normally on a date or something like that, that would be very chivalrous. But when I'm trying to prove myself in, in a community that was mostly male at that, you know, at the table, okay. I felt uh, I felt a little um, like it was out of line, you know, and uh, I said, thank you. And then I carried on. But it was one of those. It was a tough situation because I understand his intentions were good. But it, in that environment, it was it was a challenge. So it it just from that, I just will never forget that moment because it's the first time that I really could see that dichotomy. You know? Yeah, and it's the ability to read the room, right? I mean, the 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 um, uh, I always use the the phrase. So, so everyone asks me, what's the what's the you know? If there's like one, everyone wants one tip wonder, right? And uh, and I call bullshit on that. Sorry, right? But I mean. There's never a there's never a one one answer, right? You know, it's never like a simple. There's there's no easy way to make money. Right. There's no easy, you know, there's, there's no easy way to be a gentleman. It's it's one of those things. It's, everyone goes, oh, are you a gentleman? I go, I try. You know, it's a journey, not a destination. You kind of you've got to try. Yes, yes. And um, so so uh, you know, I think that that's that's really important about reading the room and understanding. And we say always say 
The first rule of a gentleman is to make others at ease at the expense of yourself. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, as a gentleman reads the room, look, looks at you, and you're the only woman in the room, he should know right. that you need to prove yourself mm-hmm. in this all-male environment, and he should give you the support that you need to do that. Right, right. That's yeah. the gentleman. Yes. Yeah, that's so, it's so interesting. I love what you're doing. and. Uh, and I understand you work with a multitude of of ages, and you work yeah. in businesses as well. Yeah, uh, so we work across the board, and 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 also a lot of our skill sets. So the the style thing is mostly male focused, but yes. everything else is non gender specific. So the yes. romance stuff is non gender specific. The manners, the etiquette, the thought process, the leadership stuff. Yeah, the presentation skill stuff. That's all non gender specific. The only thing that's relatively gender specific is style. But yeah, yeah so and, so interesting. And yeah, we work across the board and across the world. So I mean, and I, I find it very funny that most of our clients are not Europe, not Western European. Oh, really? Yeah. So we tend to find that's so interesting that you say a lot of them are not uh, Western European, and that you really are going across cultures, and that is fascinating because I know from culture to culture, you probably have to be aware of their norms, but then also also educating as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's really interesting. It's, it's, it's kind of uh, Western European men think, think they either are gentlemen or think they don't need the skills. Uh, but then you ask pretty much every um, lady or woman and they would disagree with that. But we'll run with that as a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but interestingly, like our, our bigger clients are America, Asia, Africa. And yes, you do have to have cross-cultural knowledge. But it's, it is also about educating, you know, and, and understanding what the principles of gentlemen are. And then when you start getting into that in depth and they kind of go, oh, OK. And you start seeing the, 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 the um, you know, the, the connections click and go, you know, why do you have relationships like that? And they're like, oh, OK, yeah, OK. You know, yeah. Why do you behave like that? Oh, OK. Yeah. Uh, you know, stop thinking about your cultural norms and start thinking about how to expand them. Right. And make, and make it different and change the, the, the narrative. Right. And in my case, you know, this was down south. So even within the United <coughs> States, you know, even within the United States, southern gentlemen versus the northern versus west coast, there's even nuances within that. And I think it just comes down to like what you were saying about being a gentleman and the balance between having your masculinity, you know, owning that masculinity, but then at the same time, having your value system and bringing those pieces together. And I love that you're providing a space for men to be able to talk about um, things that they may be laughed out if they're out with the bros, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, you can, you, you can see that I I can picture the bros, you know, and, and, and exactly the conversation that you had. And, you know, and uh, raising two gentlemen of my own, men are sensitive beings um, who also need to share, who also need to process, you know, emotion and all of that. So it's, um, well, and I, it's yeah. What, the, the highest killer of, of, of men um, under the age of 45 is suicide. <sighs> and, that, and that's generally because of not understanding ourselves and not them being repressed and being emotionally, not mm-hmm. being able to talk to anyone. That sort of male that stiff upper lip, you gotta, you gotta, you know, right? And grin and bear it, <clears throat> grin know? and bear it, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and that's just completely wrong. And 
And I think now um, is a time that we need to see that shift, you know, because yeah. it's um, especially with um, everything with COVID and things have been magnified. Things that, that were always there have been magnified um, through you. the pandemic and, and now everything that's going on in Ukraine. And, you know, just I find that big life events, big things magnify those. Oh, God, um, yeah. All right. So honestly, I could talk. This could be a five hour podcast. Um, <laughs> Trust me, I, I could probably talk for five hours. <laughs> I just am so fascinated uh, by all of this. And so, but we're going to move into strengths. And, um, you know, that given that this podcast is rooted in positive psychology, we talk about the via strengths and the via strengths are 24 characteristics that are who you are to your core. So it's ranked. Everybody has these strengths, all 24 of them. And, you know, they're ranked as to what your, how you express yourself in the world. What are your top strengths? What are your top strengths? And then, you know, when you see ones at the bottom of the list, I want to say that for those that are taking this, the audience that's taking this, so if you see ones at the bottom of the list, they are not weaknesses. They are your lower strengths. So they're just ones that you don't use as often or haven't used as often or are more challenging to use. So they can still be used. Uh, by different way in different ways. Um, but um, I just want to preface that if you're taking this uh, via strengths, which I believe that everybody should take in as completely free, it's also in 40 different languages. So um, now that this podcast is global, those of you in other countries speaking different languages, absolutely take the via strengths. And I think you'll uh, be pleasantly surprised. Go for it. Uh, so with your, what are your top strengths? I've got them in front of me if you need. Oh, no, you have to, you have to remind me. Yes, I'll remember. Oh, yes. Okay, <laughs> Zach's, Zach's top, uh, top, he's got an, okay. So first off, audience, you're already going to be able to hear all of these strengths in the story that he's shared with us today. But number one is creativity, uh, is his top strength. And uh, what's interesting about that strength uh, is that it's, with creativity, you need to give the creative people space in order to explore, to go down the rabbit hole, as he was speaking of, to get that information. And um, so when, when we have tight, time-bound deadlines, um, that makes things challenging, you know, because you can't explore all of the things that you want to do. However, creative people may never finish a project if, and I'm laughing because that's me, if I'm given too long of a deadline um, or never a deadline, then, you know, that's a challenge too. So there is, we do need some structure within the creative space. But so Zach's number one is creativity. And then secondly is love of learning. So when he was in the hospital, you could see, you know, uh, I'm going to let you talk to your strengths, but I can see spotting them. You know, you were love of learning. You were reading those books because you had time. You you had a lot of time, and you couldn't get enough of it. Um, then you've got social intelligence. Isn't that fascinating? So, isn't that fascinating that number three is social intelligence, and that was one that you had shared with us was more uncomfortable for you as a child uh, because you were in the hospital often. And then next, we've got hope. Hope is number four, and then number five is curiosity. So in looking at those and identifying for your own life, what would you, you know, how would you see those uh, resonate with the story? Oh, it's very, well, where it resonate with the story, it's, I mean, it's just very interesting uh, that those uh, five are there. What's really interesting for me, I think, is social intelligence, because as I keep telling to people all the time, 
you know, these are skills, right? You can improve them. You can get better with them. You can do do things. And I, I, I tell my students, I, you know, I had no social intelligence when I was in a kid, and I learned to be socially intelligent, right? Yes. It's it's one it's something that I've 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 grown to love and master and and become part of my my DNA. But when I was, you know, five, I, mean, I might have been intrinsically there, but but yes. it certainly wasn't something that was a, a the, you know, I learned to do well yes. until I was older, and then mm-hmm. you know, I learned the skills to do that. Creativity, absolutely, I totally agree with your 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 uh, the boundaries and no boundaries. Yes. So I'm, I have a friend of mine who um, I don't know if you're a star sign astrological person. Yes. But um, I'm an Aquarian, and Aquarians are known for being all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. One of my friends and colleagues uh, is an Aquarian. He's all over the place. And my girlfriend said, oh, you know, God, how can you be the same kind of? We were born in the same year and all that sort of stuff, and you know, not same day, but and he's like, how can you be so different? And I said, I learnt to control the be all over the place. So I have to put structure into my life. Yes, yes. If I don't put structure in my life, then I'm just all down the rabbit hole all the time. Yeah, right. So I put deadlines on myself. You know, I'm diary like a lunatic. I'm, you know, <laughs> because if I yes. don't, like you were saying, I just go, ooh, right. ooh, nothing ever gets done. So yeah, so the, the joys of creativity, I love creating stuff. Creating is the best thing. I'm very bad at uh being an entrepreneur and, and being creative i love creating stuff i'm not very good at long-term running stuff right. i generally thought, hand it on after that yes because <clears throat> the curiosity means there's a whole new idea to come along absolutely um, and and hope yeah i'm always really hopeful I, I think it's really interesting you said hope um was on the strict skills as i always say people go oh, why are you always so happy why are you always so positive and i go every day above ground is a good day right? I'm alive. I'm breathing. I have clothes on my back. I have a roof over my head. I have food in my fridge. You know, there are a lot of people worse off than me. Mm -hmm. And why shouldn't I be hopeful? Why shouldn't I be happy about this? Why shouldn't I be positive about this? And that's kind of the thing that I think is, is, is the hope, right? I hope for everyone. And I keep hoping for other people as well. I hope everything will work out. I hope I prepare for the worst, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I always hope that everything will work out. For the best. Yeah. 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 And that's linked, uh, hope is linked to life satisfaction, meaning and happiness in life is hope. And then uh, also engagement uh, in life, you know, is also linked to that. And I think that's really interesting. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm very rarely unhappy with what is my life. And I think that's partly because of that, but partly because I kind of just go, you know, if I'm unhappy with it, it's generally my fault, Mm -hmm. right? I've generally made a choice or I haven't done something which has made me unhappy. Right, right. Very rarely is it circumstances beyond your control. Yes. Well, and looking at you had circumstances beyond your control as a young child. And, you know, there you were, you know, reading, getting as much information as possible and, you know, having, you know, pivotal moment where you then started affirmation. You're like, this is the way that I need to do this moving forward. And, you know, I can see, yeah, I'm not sure where perseverance is, but I feel like it's in your middle strengths. And I feel that, you know, with perseverance, you definitely have that and bravery and, you know, there's so many. And so that's what makes me think about, you know, we do have strengths that we lean into at certain times because we have to. And yeah. the beauty, the thing that I've learned the most about the via strengths and having to lean into some hard strengths more recently is the idea of towing strengths. So 
for instance, with love of learning, if you're doing something for the first time and you're scared and you have to lean into bravery, well, you've got love of learning that's going to tow along your bravery so that you can achieve what you would like. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that's really interesting. I, I, I talk about that same. I, I don't. I use the similar um, thing, but I, I when you know, I, I sort of go. Here's your value sets. Here's your your your. You know, talk to students and when I teach personal development stuff, and I go, you know, here's your values. Here's your your strengths. And I go, you know, but if if for example, health and fitness is not some of your top top strengths, but you need to get health and fitness, find another strength. That will drive you to that, yes. right? So, for example, if it's love of learning, if love of learning is your thing, so learn a new skill, which is yes. fitness. Exactly. Try a new workout. You know, yeah. that's that's such a great point. Such a great point. Love it. Uh, so, I would love to know how you know the audience can get a hold of you um, as far as to be able to coach with you, to be able to take your professional, especially our male uh, clients. So you can find social media is the the perfect gentleman. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're the P gentleman across all social media, Instagram, Twitter, da, 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 uh, the perfect gentleman. Um, if you want to, uh, we are about to launch. So um, in, uh, where are we now? Um, 20, uh, 2022. So July, uh, June 2022, we're about to launch our first online uh, course. So oh, if you want to join, join us uh, for that, we're doing a six week sort of intensive mm-hmm. live um, mentoring course for six weeks. So sort of all, all the basics um, to become uh, to become the perfect gentleman. And we're going to run that pretty much two or three times a year. Oh, that's um, fantastic. For that, it's going to be limited numbers because it's in person, you know, it's, 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 li- it's online, but it's, yeah, it's live. Um, we want, and we want sort of more engaged, and there'll be special guests. It'll be me, but there'll also be special guests for specialized areas. Um, so that'll really be fun neat. to do. Um, and yeah, so per, per, social media, the P gentleman or the perfect review is just search the perfect gentleman. Um, and yeah, over the next, uh, we're sort of relaunching at the moment, our post COVID joy. So um, uh, we're relaunching. So yeah, so over the next sort of six to eight eight months, you'll see lots of stuff come out for us. The podcast that we've had will be relaunched. Yes. And stuff. Exactly. So your podcast exactly is a great. I've podcast listened to out. it. It's it's really fantastic. Yeah. So we're, we're relaunching that after the after the, when I get back because I'm away for a month now. Um, yes. And then we're relaunching that. Yeah. So and then personally, you can find me. I mean, I have the most unique name in the world, um, yes. Zachary Falcon of Barfield. So if you just Google me, uh, I'm on Instagram as at Zach Z A C H F B, um, and you can connect with me on there. That's probably the best platform currently to contact me. Um, or LinkedIn or whatever. I'm 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 out there. Just yes. Google my name and it will come up. That's kind of hard. I'm not very good at the self promotion stuff. I have to say right. that's my no, best. That's not, my strength not my strength either. Can you <laughs> share with us what you're going to be doing for a month? Would you mind sharing with your audience because I think it's sure, so inspiring. Sure, sure. So um, I uh, I'm going to walk the uh, Camino Way, the um, Pilgrims Way, which is across the north of Spain and ends up in Santiago de Compostela, which is a, 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 a town in northern Spain where allegedly the bones of St. James uh, uh, is stored. Um, I'm not doing it for, I'm not a, uh, a religious person. I'm not doing it for the religious pilgrimage, but I am doing it for the spiritual pilgrimage. Um, so I am walking 700 odd kilometers, which is what, can't do it in miles, 500. Yeah, that's, miles. that's quite all right. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Um, uh, um, across the north of Spain in a month. So 28. Wow. 
28 days. And that is incredible. And given, you know, if you look at your life and how you started off, you know, sick and in the hospital and all of that, and now here you are. Losing the COVID, days. COVID weight. That's basically I, yeah. I, mean, I think <laughs> <laughs> you and everybody else in the world. <laughs> I think it's very good. It's an intensive way to lose the COVID weight. Yes. If you want a journey, social media, I'll, I'll be posting all the time on Instagram for it. I cannot wait to see it. And and huge congratulations to you and, and the Thank bravery. You. And I'm sure you're going to be leaning into your love of learning the whole time that you're there. The, the, the audio books and the, and the, and the podcasts. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Finally, here's the part where we talk about eighties trends before we yeah. sign off here. Um, so in the, I, and I have it all here. And, uh, so in the 1980s, let's start with, okay. What was your fav- favorite eighties trend in the UK in the eighties? The eighties trend is really hard to think. I, I, I mean, I, I, I was a big eighties kid, so I did a lot of eighties stuff. But I suppose I kind of leaned, American TV really came to the fore in the 80s. Yes. So I leaned into that a lot. Um, and I was a big fan of American TV. Not, not, I was a big fan of TV generally. So uh, 80s trend. I'm trying to think, what did I write? I don't remember what you wrote I wrote. You wrote down cowboy boots. Yeah, we see cowboy boots is really interesting. So I have very big feet. And in Europe, <laughs> shoe size stops about 11. So you okay, can't. Wow. So to, buying normal shoes beyond 11 is very hard. Is that and right? I don't like wearing trainers. Yeah. So the only shoes I could find that would fit my 12 and a half size UK yes. feet, which is about 13, 13 and a half in, in, in America. So big feet for, you know, 20 or 50 years ago, um, 40 years ago. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, cowboy boots are the only thing I could find. So I used to wow. wear cowboy boots. So I still have them. I still have that's like four That's awesome. That's amazing. Oh, fantastic. All right. So your first uh, record, 45 record from the 80s. So I know you understand you have one from the 70s, but which one do you have from the 80s? So I, it's this is hugely embarrassing. Okay. So this is hugely embarrassing. The first 45 I bought, so from the 80s, I bought earlier music. Um, yes. So I, I, I try and go, I, I didn't buy this first. It wasn't the first 45 I brought, but the first 80s 45 I brought was The Lion Sleeps Tonight by Tight Fit. That's which amazing. got to number one in the UK. It was a, it was originally by the Tokens, I think, in yeah. 1974. But um, uh, yeah, that's so, a great uh, song. It's a great song, but it's a little embarrassing because it was wow. it was a very bad version. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then, what would be your favorite character? That this one was easy. When you asked this one, I was just like, oh my god, this is so easy. Sunny Crockett, Miami Vice. Oh yeah. Well, that uh, says it all. I just, just, I, I, I loved the style. Miami Vice for me was just the style. I, I didn't, I, I've never been a car person, so I never cared about the car. But for me, his style, I was just like, oh God, unstructured linen suits and yes. aspergerol in pastel. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So since you brought cowboy boots to the UK in the 80s, I think you can bring back uh, Miami Vice looks. Yeah, I need to be I, I, post Camino. I'll probably be able to get into the. the <laughs> um, uh, but um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I did. I did have an unstructured linen suit in the late eighties and espadrilles and pastel, and I used to think that I was Sonny Crockett. But you yeah, know, I mean, uh, yeah. But no, I, I mean, can see it. Yeah, I, I just yeah, it was very cool, and, and Miami Vice is still up there on my uh, on my all time TV greats. Mm. 
that and a very British show called Blackadder. Those are my two okay. sort of shows that I oh, uh, very good that I loved. But yeah, Miami Vice. If I could do that, uh, you know, if I could bring it back, I would. But I think okay. maybe not. Well, you know what? Well, well, I if anybody's going to bring it back, it's going to be the perfect gentleman. So oh, thank there you, very you much. go. <laughs> um, all right. So lastly, commercial. What was your favorite commercial of the 1980s? See, this is really hard because I kind of I try to remember loads of them. There were loads of them. And the one that kind of sticks in my head, because it's one of the ones, so I, I, I thought about the milk tray man. So the milk tray man was a, 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 a guy who delivered chocolate to women in the middle of the night. And he was dressed in black and he was gentleman. He's like James Bond. Yes. And then I thought, do you know what? But the one that sticks in my head is a brand of lemonade. So yes. um, uh, like 7-Up for the States yes. called R. White's. And then there was this guy called the uh, R. White's man who's the secret lemonade drinker. Oh, and he would our white secret lemonade drinker, and he would yes. climb down the stairs and sing this song and open the fridge, and it was just bizarre advert that sticks in my head. So there you go. I That's love it. I need to Google those. Like, I need to go on YouTube and Google those because I'm sure I can find them. Because growing up in the U.S., you know, we we didn't we didn't ha- we didn't have that commercial. Um, and and when we had Cold Deep on a couple, uh, Kay was here a couple weeks ago. She chose that one as well. And it's just like, I've got to go back and look at UK did she commercials. She did. She sure did. <laughs> and she it sang so it. Seminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, so yeah. seminal. Because yeah. it, it was one of those ones in the 80s, because we didn't, we had really bad adverts in the 80s. And then we had a couple of ones that you kind of stick in your head, like the Milky Way Kid, Milky Bar mm-hmm. Kid, mm-hmm. Milk Tray Man. But yeah, there was very few ones that kind of stick in your head. There was a there was a coffee one that had sort of an ongoing. Yes. Um, storyline to it. Yes. But yeah, there's a few. Yeah, we had really bad adverts. Let's just just yeah. say we had really bad adverts. I don't know. They've if they're, if they're still singing them today, you know, then they did mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. <laughs> right. So, well, Zach, I, I have to tell you, it's been such a pleasure having you um, on this podcast today, and I just want to thank, thank you, you so much for being here and sharing your story and two amazing songs. And, uh, you know, and I love what you're doing. And I think that this is, you know, now that you're talking about this more and I had done research prior to this, just on what you were doing, it's just uh, unbelievable how you're helping uh, men and your mission. Thank you. Well, let's let's spread the word. Let's make the world a better place. Because I think if if we find balance, then we can express balance. A hundred percent. And with the ever evolving gender and, you know, all that that's gone through the years, we just haven't been able to really keep up with, with the ever changing world, you know, yeah, absolutely. philosophy. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being here and thanks for coming on the show and uh, until next time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Patricia, for having me. And I appreciate it and look forward to another long conversation. I'm sure we'll have a, yes. <laughs> We'll have another five hour Exactly. <laughs> I would look forward to it. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration 
next Motivational Music Monday.